Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be talking to Sherry Stinson of StinsonLegal.com, a boutique law firm focused exclusively on estate planning, guardianship, and probate. Sherry, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Seth. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Special shout out, a thank you to financial advisor Robert Lehman, who connected us before we dive in. Quick legal disclaimer, Sherry is not giving any legal advice on this podcast. Um, and if you are not in the state of Florida or any other state Sherry's licensed in, please seek appropriate counsel wherever you are. Sherry, let's go back in time a little bit because you've got an interesting story. What inspired you to go to law school in the first place? Um, I've always had a desire to help people. And so uh, I was working in a flower shop after I graduated from Emory, trying to decide my next step. And I met this little old lady. Her name was B. And B worked in a section of the flower shop that nobody ever visited. And I was talking to her. I always talk to her, she's a sweet little lady. And one day I noticed that she was not having a good day. And when I started talking to her, she was telling me about all these troubles she was having. You know, her AC had gone out in her apartment. It's Atlanta, it's hot, nobody was doing anything about it. Um, you know, and so I called a consumer advocate in Atlanta and dialed for hours on end before I got in. And, you know, he got her AC fixed after, you know, nobody being able to do anything. Um, and she was so appreciative of it. And I thought, you know, this is helping seniors, especially because they're so often forgotten. Um, and they have, and you know, we, we tend to discard seniors in our society, which I think is a real shame. 
And um, I saw that as an opportunity to do good on a greater scale. So I applied to law school, put myself through law school, and uh, here I am. Today, my client base is predominantly 65 plus. Most of them don't have anybody, and it's really our mission to give a voice to those who aren't heard. So, Wow. I know the longer version should prob of that story uh, should probably be in a book somewhere going all the way back to when you adopted a low-income family in middle school. So let's talk about what does estate planning mean to you? As consumers, we may hear that word and we may have some misconceptions or per some preconceptions as to what we think that is. How would you define it if someone says, Sherry, what do you do? I love this question, Seth. Thank you for asking. So estate planning is a bit of a loaded phrase, right? Because people think estate and they think they have to have millions of dollars and they've got all these complicated situations and nothing could be further from the truth. So when we talk about estate planning, all it really is is a set of instructions that you have left about who is supposed to do what. If either you're incapacitated, you know, you have dementia, you have a stroke, you get head on, um, hit head on, um, or if you die. And so if we strip the mystique away from it and just say it's a set of instructions, what do you want to happen when you die? What do you want to happen if you're incapacitated? That's what it is. And what most people don't know, and the reason why it is so critically important that everybody do this, is if you don't make the decision, most states will make that decision for you. So in the state of Florida, if you don't have a power of attorney, a healthcare surrogate, even a trust, and you end up in trouble, the only option for somebody to help you is to go to guardianship court. And here in Florida, I don't know about other states, we strip 12 rights from you. So here you are, you're incapacitated and we're gonna treat you like a criminal. And we're gonna take away your right to vote, your right to drive, your right to manage your medical and financial decisions. And by the way, we're gonna appoint somebody that doesn't know you, doesn't know what you would have wanted to manage your affairs. And I've never met anybody who says, you know what, I want a bureaucrat making decisions for me. It just doesn't happen. Wow, so I don't know, I mean, we have had um, I, I, I've interviewed over the years, dozens of estate planning lawyers. I don't know that anyone's ever explained it quite like that. I think everybody gets the whole, what you want to happen, but I don't think everyone we've ever, never talked about like rights get stripped away from you. Um, let's talk about that because that's news to me. And I've been in the business for 20 years. So in Florida, and I can't speak to other states. Sure. So, you know, disclaimer here, what happens is if you don't have these documents in place and let's say you go into a facility, we need to get you admitted. Um, maybe we have some bills that need to be paid and there's no paperwork. Somebody is going to go to the court and say, hey, court, we've got a problem, whether it's the facility, whether it's a family member. Sometimes in the cases of um, self-neglect or abuse, it might be the Department of Children and Families. And they say, we've got a problem. This person is incapacitated. They need some help. There's no documentation in place. And then in Florida, as part of the petition, you make allegations about what they are capable or not capable of doing. So if they aren't capable of doing anything, it's called a plenary guardianship. If they're capable of doing some, but not all things, it's called a limited guardianship. In most cases, if you're incapacitated for one reason, you're incapacitated for another reason. So for example, dementia is, is a good example. 
So you're not going to be able to get in your car and drive. They're going to take your license away. They're not going to let you vote anymore, which is a big one because so many people love to do it. They're going to check that box. They're going to check the right to make medical decisions, the right to determine social environment. So we see this a lot with seniors who have people who are coming around um, and maybe they're trying to help, but we can't really discern the clear intent. And maybe they've done, you know, that person's done something kind of questionable. The, you know, my senior made out a check for $100 and they've done it six times to the neighbor, Mary. You know, that maybe starts to sound a little bit like exploitation. So we go through the list. And then you go to court and the court is going to have a report in Florida. It's from three examining committee members. So these are a doctor and usually two lay people. And they're going to make a recommendation. Uh, can, can you do this or can't you do this? And if you can't do this, then how are we going to help you? The problem is, um, especially today, because most states are underfunded um, and they're understaffed. So here in Pinellas County, Florida, where I am, the doctor that's on the list, we have one doctor to examine everybody in the whole county. And by the way, he's doing multiple counties. I think he's got like five or six counties under his belt. And so, you know, you've got a system that is overburdened, you know, trying to kind of cobble together this method. And the only place that we see in our judicial system where this level of rights removed is if you're a criminal. We find you guilty of a crime, you're not gonna be able to carry a gun. And by the way, if you have guns and you're a senior in Florida, they're gonna make a report about you shouldn't have firearms either. So it's very, very invasive. And this really underscores the importance of why it is so important. People think, well, I don't have that much money. I don't need to do it. Um, or, you know, my son's always gonna do it or, you know, whatever. But the thing of it is, do you really want somebody making a plan for you? And here's, here's the other thing. We have seniors um, who they say, I never would want so-and-so managing my affairs, yet, you know, sister, for example, might be the only person who's capable of doing it. So, you know, if you want to have your voice, do it right. Don't worry about the cost. It's pay now or pay later. And obviously, if you're stuck paying later, you can't necessarily undo it. No, you can't. And, you know, and that's the problem. I, I, I don't know if you remember restaurants used to have this concept of a, you know, a one-way door. You know, the servers were going back to the kitchen, but they weren't coming out the same door. It's a similar concept with guardianship. Most people who are incapacitated don't ever regain that capacity. You have dementia, you have a stroke, you slip and fall. Um, you know, I've had people who, you know, were hit by uh car, like dump trucks, you know, that they've lost their capacity. I've had, you know, young people. And here's, here's the other thing. We think that incapacity discriminates and that it only happens to old people. I can tell you in the 18 years, it'll be 18 years for me that I've been doing it. I would need more than both hands and both, <laughs> both sets of toes to count the number of young people who have ended up in guardianships through no fault of their own. So, you know, people shouldn't think, uh, well, you know, I'm only 30, that's a long time away. Wow, I, I think that is incredibly clarifying and alarming to a certain extent, and, and hopefully gives people more reason to plan now so that they don't have to worry about having their rights taken away. Obviously, you brought up the guardianship issue, 
Obviously, the most famous one in the news right now is Britney Spears, who's young and mm -hmm. not, didn't have a stroke, you know, had a little bit of some mental issues due to the immense amount of stress in her celebrity micro fishbowl life. Mm -hmm. um, any thoughts on, on what, what's going on with her? Yeah, you know, all of that could have been avoided had she just seen an estate planning attorney. Because, you know, from the reports and, you know, we're all getting this, you know, secondhand, but, you know, she wasn't getting along with her sister. She's not getting along with her mom. You know, has she just put something in writing? I don't ever want sister or mom, but I'm okay with my boyfriend. Now, that's not to say that the argument would have been avoided because the courts in guardianship take a bit of a parental stance, right? You know, they're going to assess the whole situation to figure out what's really going on. Okay, so she names the boyfriend, Sam, whatever his name is. But if they think Sam's exploiting him, or her rather, you know, then they might bring in a professional. But, you know, you can tell the court who you don't want. You know, you can exclude a guardian as well. So she could have put, I don't know California law. I'm just right. going to make, you know, we're going to make some universal assumptions here. But, you know, she should have asked, a California state planning attorney, can I exclude mom, dad, sister, whoever? You know, it, it can, doesn't... Can I hire a professional trustee, you know? You know, I think one of the worst cases I ever had was a young woman in her 20s, um, and she was an exotic model. Wow. And, you know, she was on... Uh, she got in a very severe accident and had severe brain damage. You know, and she had a young child and that, that poses another issue for people who have children. Again, you know, about these preconceived notions we have. If you've got children that are under the age of majority and in most states it's 18, it varies from state to state. But, you know, I've got a five-year-old and an 11-year-old. If my husband go and I go out on date night and the drunk driver takes us out, what happens if you don't have a plan for the five and the 11 year old? And this is what people don't know. People take a lot for granted. Well, my sister will take them. Maybe, maybe. But if you've not memorialized that intent, if you've not signed it, signed off on it, you are probably going to have issues that you didn't know you have. Absolutely. It's funny. My wife and I had that conversation when we got married and I made her being in the business made her go made made us get life insurance made us go get a will made us go get it updated and we started having kids um and then there was the conversation of hey you know our parents are older now mom doesn't drive her mother you know mom doesn't drive at night they won't drive on the throughway and our son plays travel soccer all over the place you mm -hmm. know um our parents probably physically can't take them who are local and brother-in-law who could you know, maybe in another state with three kids of his own. So you, you, you bring up some excellent points. Why do you, why is it so important for us to avoid, what is probate and why is it so important for us to avoid it? So probate is going to the court and saying, somebody has died. We need help administering the estate. And, you know, just like Disney World charges admission to the park, you know, the court's going to charge you an admission fee just to file the paperwork. And then there's all these things that go with it. And so probate um, is, is public, you know, here in Florida, if I want to walk into the courthouse, there are some things that are redacted, but for the most part, it's public. 
And so, you know, if you've got a person who's private, you know, they want to avoid probate. The other thing with probate is fees because they start to add up very quickly. Your filing fees, your various notices, you know, all these things. And then, you know, I don't know about other states, but in Florida, we've got what's called a presumptively reasonable fee, which is 3% of whatever the estate is valued. So if you have a million dollar estate, any income earned, that money starts going out the door very quickly. So you can avoid probate a couple of different ways. So for example, you could put a beneficiary on like life insurance policy or 401k. Um, you could do a trust where you, you know, put the asset into a trust. Um, you could do joint ownership, which I'm not a big fan of because unless it's, you know, a spouse, you lose control over the asset. And by the way, you know, you potentially expose your assets. You know, if the joint owner goes out and gets in a car accident and gets sued, you know, you've potentially exposed your own money for somebody else's problem. So, um, you know, probate is just getting the court involved. You hear probate, you should think courthouse, judge, money, time frames. That's the other thing that's bad about probate, you know, with COVID, it shut down a lot of the courthouses. And if it's not shut them down, it is substantially decreased their capacity to churn out work. So, you know, orders that might've taken you a month before are now taking, you know, two months, three months, even more. What are some of the biggest misconceptions people have that you hear about every day when it comes to talking about estate planning? You know, what do people think that, why, why don't they do it? And what do they think that they just don't know isn't true? Um, you know, I, number one was what we started off talking about, which is people thinking they don't have enough. So, you know, if you own anything at all, you have an estate. Most people at least have a bank account and a car and a home. Um, you know, the other reason is cost. Sometimes people are put off by the cost and it's one of those things that you pay now or pay later. So for example, if somebody comes and sees me for an estate plan, it is substantially less than what's going to happen if they end up in guardianship because they didn't plan. That's going to be two, three, four times more. Um, another thing is sort of this fear of the unknown, right? You know, I don't know what the attorney is going to ask me, um, you know, and it also requires some decision making. And sometimes those decisions can be scary, especially if you've got blended families, you know, who's going to do what. Um, one of the biggest misconceptions that drives me nuts, because most people have blended families. If you don't now, probably going to have one at some point in the future, right? And so I get, you know, seniors, especially all the time that, you know, maybe the first spouse died and they think, okay, well, you know, my second spouse is going to get everything. Nay, nay, because in Florida, if you've got children from the first marriage and you don't have an estate plan, guess what? They're going to give half to the current spouse and half to the kids. So it's a lot of different things. I love doing education. Like I've got a YouTube channel, you know, where I'll go on and I'll talk about various things. But, you know, it's important just to take the first step, at least ask the questions. And the thing today is, you know, you can find pretty much anything on Google. Now, I'm not advocating using Google as your legal advisor, but if you're scared to even make that first step, you can just get some general concepts 
and then ask the attorney about it. What do you think about this and that? Absolutely. For our folks who are watching or listening who are in Florida and want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about Stinson Legal and about you? So www.stinsonlegal.com, and that's S-T-I-N-S-O-N, legal.com. You can find me on YouTube under uh, Sherry M. Stinson, PA. If you go to my YouTube channel, we've got links in the corner that'll take you to my LinkedIn profile, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We've got it all. Um, and the big thing is we have so much educational content that we put out. We have freebies you know, free reports that we can send. So even if you're just a little bit intimidated, you don't know where to start, you know, go to the YouTube channel, ask for a free report. You know, here's the thing. We want everybody to do this because it's so important. I see the flip side of what happens when we, when we don't do it. Um, number two, we want to make it accessible to everybody. We don't want you to come in and feel like, you're going to be talking to an attorney who's going to be talking way up here. It doesn't offend me when people ask questions. So I love questions. Um, so yeah, check us out. You can always call us. Uh, our phone number is 727-351-7057. If you can't find the website, um, my assistant's name is Kelsey. Always happy to, to talk and answer questions and um, really get people to do what they need to do so that they can leave their legacy, they can have their voice heard, they can have their values put out there and have their incapacity and death like Burger King, the way they want it instead of a decision that somebody's made for them. All right. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. This has been Seth Green with Sherry Stinson of StinsonLegal.com. Sherry, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate your time. Anytime. Thanks again to Bob Lehman for the introduction. We'll see you or talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.